I'm Andrew Wilton. And I'm Carol Lawless. And this is Seven Questions Peterborough. Intermission, or should we say maybe a bit of a longer intermission, but we're so glad that our audience is here listening to us today. And do we have a wonderful person to speak to? Tell us a little bit about who we're meeting today. So we have the fabulous Rosemary Ganley, famous for um, being part of the Raging Grannies, uh, founder of Jamaica Self Help, uh, school teacher, and just an all around incredibly such an activist is what she is, yeah. a feminist activist, and, and someone who, who cares not just about Peterborough, but the world. Absolutely. And here she comes. Rosemary, many people in Peterborough will associate you with the Raging Grannies. And Andrew and I wanted to know um, if you could share some of the things that you fought for. That's the first part of the question. And the second part is, uh, in addition to your passion for changing the world, <laughs> what other values would you share as a group? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been in Peterborough for 50 years. And I read my way into the women's movement. It, it wasn't, I wasn't from personal trauma. I respect those who have arrived at a, a feminist analysis from personal trauma. But for me, I, I had empowering men all around me, father, brothers, spouse, sons. But when you read about how the world could be bettered, it's so clear that uh, toward, working towards gender equality. So... And then I had lived overseas in two global south countries. We used to say third world, but they're mm. called the global south. And that deepened my passion for change towards gender equality. So that led to a little bit of involvement with the Raging Grannies because they, but I, I'm a dropout. I'm a Raging Granny dropout because <laughs> the gigs were just coming so fast and furious. But uh, there was a point I believe in humor, and I believe in the social satire, and they were getting lyrics. Whatever the issue was, being afraid of the bomb or a climate issue, lyrics were crossing Canada by fax from raging granny groups. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and Linda Slavin was the spark plug, and we would be invited to sing. And so I, I had a short term with, with the raging grannies. Okay. So what would be some of the things you fought for, like some of the topics? Um, I think, well, I think um, world poverty mm. is certainly a leading one, and it is to this day. I'm just back from a women's conference in Vancouver. The good news is that it's led by young women, women of color, from mm. the Global South. Mm. Okay. The leadership is no longer old white women. Mm. We're there for intergenerational dialogue. And so, and we're needed. We have the history. Mm -hmm. 
but the, 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 the passion and the zest is all from the rest of the world. So I, I think we, we all need to get up to date with progress uh, that's happening in Africa and Asia and Latin America. At least, at least when you see these young women and how articulate they are and how poised and with the kinds of things they're doing on poverty, on employment, on sexual rights, you, you, you just nod in agreement and you say, wow. And then last year I had an exciting opportunity. I mean, I'm a friend of Miriam Monsef. Actually, my husband befriended her first and I've just seen her ascend with, she has so many gifts. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because of her that I got on an international committee last year. It was short term. We had a task um, to write a report for the G7 leaders. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met Melinda Gates and I'm reading her book. Oh, okay. uh, the, the Moment of Lift is, mm. is her book. She's a genuinely good person with a deep understanding of the rest of the world. Mm. So these are, I, I tend to gravitate towards hopeful people and theses mm -hmm. and groups and I found them and I think that our views of the world I know there's a lot of depression and anxiety I think it should be tempered with a kind of recognition of real good progress everywhere I'm, I'm going to go into question two because it just really ties in with everything you're saying and question two is, you've been a lifelong feminist activist. In your opinion, what's the biggest hurdle or barrier women in Canada s still face and still need to overcome? We don't seem to be able to move the stubborn statistics about violence against women. Mm. Yeah. And so that brings you to the, the formation uh, of boys and men. Yeah. And in fact, my column, this coming Thursday, is about men allies. There's more and more men allies. There always have been, but they, they're more they're more brave, more public these days. And I was on this committee with Michael Kaufman, who founded the White Ribbon Campaign 30 years ago. And I think he should be brought to Peterborough and have a big discussion because, you know, out in the hockey locky rooms and outside the bars on Saturday night and so on, and in some high school classrooms, there's just misogyny, mm -hmm. and then it's propelled by the uh, president of the republic to the south of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's enabled and emboldened he so has. much. It's been, it's been so um, striking, if you think over his time, how much yeah. permission has been given uh, for this negative behavior. Yes, <clears throat> yes. So I, I know that's a big cultural change. There's. Um, that men feel secure in their masculinity mm -hmm. and don't have to behave crudely or violently. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to the woman who runs the sh uh, Crossroads, our shelter. Right. She said, there's room for 25 here and not a day, not a day goes by that we're not filled. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. not full. 25. And it hasn't changed. Carol, do you want to try number three? Okay. So you and your late husband, John, you took your three boys, mm -hmm. right? And you went and lived in Jamaica. Can you share some life lessons you learned as a result of this? Uh, well, I, I think this is kind of time conditioned. It was the 70s. We were both teaching in Peterborough. We had three children. And we said, Peterborough's a wonderful place, but there's more to the world than this. So it was that initial curiosity. 
And then my government had an aid program with Jamaica. And I had never traveled to the Caribbean on any basis. But we, we had a little bit of courage to say, yes, yes, this is an invitation. So we moved to Kingston. I remember my principal at Crestwood discouraging me, mm -hmm. a big, bad place, dilapidated and crime-ridden. Right. <laughs> and we spent three years, and we thrived. The, the children thrived, and, and, and John did, and um, he was teaching accounts to post-secondary students. I got a part-time local job teaching English. And uh, it was English-speaking Commonwealth country, so was accessible, and of course, there's so much to admire. The, the, the literature, the sports, the climate, the food, the friendliness, all the spirituality, mm -hmm. all of that. So we came, and Peterborough people came to visit us. Oh, there's the Gandhis in Jamaica, let's mm -hmm. go. <laughs> and so when we got home, we knew there was interest in helping some of the projects that were very much in need. So we started Jamaican Self-Help, just a kitchen table operation. Yeah. And it's, it is still going, it's 45 years old. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Canadian aid would match the volunteer dollars. So oh, okay. if we raised 50,000, you had 100. Mm -hmm. And we were all volunteer for 10 years. And then we hired Marisa mm -hmm. as the executive director. Mm -hmm. And she just had a way with both Jamaicans and Canadians. And we don't get matching funds anymore, but it, it goes on. There's so much goodwill that has built up. Because mm -hmm. we took a thousand youth over 25 years on service learning trips. And they're out there. They're, they're, they are forming Canadian public opinion. I, f I feel. They're not all working internationally, but they, mm. they have... My daughter not, went to Jamaica with Jamaica she, Self-Help. Did she? And it, it was a very formative experience. My, my. It was life-changing for her. Well, some, a few of those youth went on to international development. Mm -hmm. One working for CARE Canada and the UN mm -hmm. and CEDA, Canadian Aid, and so on. But most are in Canada, but they have a a vision, a global vision, mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm overjoyed by that. Well, we're going to take this next question in a totally different direction. Okay. This is question number four. <laughs> and just want you to tell us, uh, if you can tell us a story about one of the last photographs you've taken, if you can think of the photograph you've taken and could share with us what it was about. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was an English teacher, so I read widely. I right. read lots of fiction. So, of course, it, it, uh, Canadian fiction is, is, is much enriched by the work of Margaret Atwood. So we've all read The Handmaid's Tale, mm -hmm. to our horror, mm -hmm. and then there's the TV series and mm -hmm. so on. So, three weeks ago, I'm on my way to Vancouver to this, it's called Women Deliver. 8,000 people at wow. this meeting. And I just think to myself, I think I would like to get a Handmaid's costume made. Oh, <laughs> and take it and I'll just have it in my briefcase and there'll be an occasion there yeah, yeah. so a, a friend of mine said you know who might make that for you is Kathy O'Grodnick oh Kathy O'Grodnick I phoned Kathy I never met her before she said well I'm going to the Blue Jays game but yes I could run you that up 
And I went, and she said, I need two meters of red and one of white and yeah. some interface. Yeah. So Kathy does it. And I say to her, Kathy, what do I owe you? And she said, just donate to Crossroads. Hmm. Oh, how nice. Hmm. And then another friend of mine who was with me said, I will donate to Crossroads. You just go right. to the meeting and have a good time. So, um, so, so we're in these meetings in, in Vancouver, plenary sessions with several hundred people. And I pull it out and put it on and stand up <laughs> with the white. Yeah. And it, the people around, the Americans get, get it. They know mm. what we're on about. And the Canadians do, and they laugh, and they yeah. try it on, they get pictures. The but the, 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 the Global South women don't know what, what oh, we're right. of course. No, yeah. up to. So then I put it away. In the meantime, the Toronto Star has a reporter there. She, <laughs> she comes to me. She said, could we get your picture? The, uh, my photographer will meet you on Burrard. There I am on Burrard Street in Vancouver yeah. in this outfit. Yeah. Every passerby is laughing, yeah. the men and the women, and looking back. And the photographer says, we've got to find, find a church. Oh. I want to pose you in front of a church. And you have to look oppressed. <laughs> oh, not too tall of an order. So I did. So I did. did? did you? Yeah, I did. Anyway, that's the, oh that's gosh. the picture. Andrew, I'm glad you asked about pictures, because that appeared in the Star June the 9th. Oh, really? So just And in the Examiner, it. yes. Me in the in the handmaid's uh -huh. outfit. I feel like I saw it on Facebook. I feel like was it on Facebook? Because I yeah, know Peter Laurie. It was. It Peter Laurie was like, "Way to go, Rosie!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking people were laughing, but also sort of crying at the same time. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah. There's so many hints of mm. what's going on. Yeah. Yes. With our neighbors. We can fight back. <laughs> we'll have to fight yeah. that back. To. Yeah, the misogyny. <laughs> it's it's rampant right now. Carol number five. Wow, Rosemary. We keep this going, Rosemary. Yeah. <laughs> Another Peterborough question. So there's so many restaurants in Peterborough. Yeah. yeah. Is do you have a favorite one? Well, guess what? Caribbean Sizzle. There you go. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We we lived in Kingston, Jamaica. We had a domestic helper. Um, and she cooked Jamaican food, jerk chicken and callaloo and rice and peas and so on. So now, 40 years later, I can get it right here in Peterborough. Yes. I was so excited when Caribbean Sizzle opened up <laughs> and <laughs> we went down there and uh, the owner is lovely, lovely. Yes. I don't know her name, yeah. but came around and introduced herself to us yes. and uh, so friendly. And the food is just delicious. She's from rural Jamaica. We lived there for three years in the 70s, 80s. And then in 1998, we decided we'd go back again and, and, and test ourselves, really. Mm -hmm. To live again? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So we went to rural Jamaica. And this cook here, this businesswoman, is from the rural parts. Mm -hmm. So I, I get it. I, I, I get where she's from and yeah. uh, her speech and her and her warmth mm. yeah caribbean women they i've been at world conferences and caribbean women they they bring a zest and, mm -hmm. and some music in the tent and uh, mm -hmm. something special for for a small part of the world a dear friend of mine is peter mullins who worked yes. with jamaica y yes 
self-help. Yes. And when we go to that restaurant, you it, he just um, lights up. It's, yeah, it's does just, he? He's just so excited to have yes. a, a taste of, uh, of, of a place that he holds dear in his heart. Yes. And uh, so it's a real um, gift to Peterborough to have the many restaurants yes. like that. To, yes. to go to and enjoy. We are just going to take a quick break from our interview with Rosemary Ganley, and I'm going to head down to Caribbean Sizzle. Hey, Carol, I'm over at Caribbean Sizzle with Manita Brown, and I have been to this restaurant a number of times, and it is absolutely delicious. But I'm wondering if Manita could tell us uh, a little bit about some of the favorite dishes that she sells here at the restaurant. Hi, my name is Minita Brown Thomas, and I am the owner, proud owner of Caribbean Sizzle over on 427 George Street North. Some of our favorite foods are jerk chicken. Oxtail is like the second. Um, people are specializing mostly jerk chicken, and also boneless curry chicken. We have a variety of stuff. I just love the flavors of your curried, uh, is it a goat, a curried goat? Curry goat is uh, number one as well. Uh, we have a lot of number one food here at Caribbean Sizzle, and I'm very proud to say that um, Caribbean Sizzle was founded um, eight years ago. I had uh, one restaurant in Scarborough, and then I moved over to Peterborough. I sold it and moved to Peterborough. And Peterborough um, customers and residents have been very supportive to Caribbean Sizzle. And I just want to say a shout out to Peterborough people. Thank you so much for your support. And one thing I would like to let the public know about Caribbean Sizzle, Jamaican authentic food, it's not just spices. It's not a lot of spices. You have a choice with spice on the side. And I know a lot of people try to stay away because they think it's a spice is what they can't handle, but not all things are spice in it. You have a choice to choose either medium, um, medium jerk chicken or hot jerk chicken. You can get it anyways. So I just yeah, want to I say agree. thank you. Yeah, the, it, it's flavorful. It's yeah. just so and delicious. Um, uh, what are your hours? My hours are from Tuesday from 12 p.m. Tuesday to Thursday from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. And Friday to Saturday from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, that's great. I sure hope a lot of people come out because it's absolutely delicious. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Yes, and thank you so much for coming. And I just want to let the public know, at Caribbean Sizzle, we are my customers. They're king and queens. And we're here to treat you the best we can. We're friendly. And we have friendly staff. Come over any day. We have lunch special here too. And um, you can come and get a jerk chicken sandwich for $9.99. You can get a jerk chicken, any kind of meal for $6.99. Just come on over and try our food. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Passport must be stamped with so many countries you've traveled to, but what keeps you here in Peterborough? Oh, you know, Lakefield Literary Festival is coming up, and, <laughs> and I'm going to follow the theme on home, finding home, coming home. 
I, I love I love adventures and I like new knowledge. But there's the, the downside is is global warming and you know what mm -hmm. you're contributing by carbon dioxide mm -hmm. emissions. Mm -hmm. And Drew Monkman said to me, you know, buy an offset that but that's only partial. I mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. uh, for tree planting or something. But I think in the days to come we're gonna have to stop flying. Yeah. That I know that's radical for people, especially yeah. those who would like to see parts of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the most difficult uh, stamp in my passport was Russia. <laughs> <laughs> a stamp that you it was difficult because you had it or no, to get it? getting it. To get it. Getting it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was quite a business. And, and they've privatized, Russia has privatized uh -huh. the, this granting of visas. And money slips under the table. Mm -hmm. oh. Down you go to St. Clair Avenue to the office and look. they look it over and they say, um, this is not quite correct, you know, but I will make the change for $50 cash. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, here we are at the last question. Yes, we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Did it go fast? Yes, yes. That's good, because sometimes people go, oh, where, when is the last question? Please bring it on. <laughs> Our last question is, if you were talking with a world leader today, what advice would you give them about making the world a better place? Well, I, I, this is a new, new notion for me. We are, we're always learning. Mm -hmm. Dennis Howlett lives in this town now. Mm -hmm. He's an expert on taxation. He said he was, he's in the Global Alliance for Tax Fairness. He's a, now a local resource, Dennis. He knows, and he's good-natured, knows everything about tax around the world. And what's happening worldwide is the inequality is deepening. You know, there are Russian oligarchs. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. great wealth. We, we, even in Canada, there's great wealth and people escaping taxes and so mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. So the, the goodness of people's heart to help is only a small part of the, of the solution to, I think it's spiritual in the sense that people need to be satisfied with enough. But I also think it's political in the sense that taxing the wealthy the, in, in every country mm -hmm. is the solution. Uh, Dennis Howell is looking at Ghana and he said no amount of foreign aid is, is, is going to give Ghana what it's need, needed but there's a lot of wealthy Ghanaians mm -hmm. so how do that's what I would say to a world leader start speaking in favor of taxation you know who has it said it's what you pay to live on, live in a democracy too mm -hmm. um, and, and start talking among yourselves with bankers and accountants and ministers of finance about making the world more equal that way. I remember once asking a philosopher, uh, what's the standard of living so that everybody in the world would have enough? And he said, pre-war England. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. just given me some practical mm -hmm. thoughts. Pre-war England. Yeah. Like oh. pre-war Yeah, two, pre-war World War Two. Okay. I mean, uh, daily shopping and apartment living and a lot of self-sufficiency mm -hmm. walking and not monster homes or right. mm -hmm. accumulation mm -hmm. yeah it was just something to hang your hat on his image well thanks so much
Oh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have enjoyed our last 10 shows. Uh, please go to ptbo.ca and there you'll find some more information about Rosemary Ganley. And of course, you can find information about all our other shows. And uh, we look forward to uh, you listening to our shows in the future. Thanks for joining us. thought we were doing that together. Oh, sorry! <laughs> Shit! Well, it's the 10th show. Let it roll. Let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us.